Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us, and we're the hosts of The Mom Hour. On this show, we're joined by a team of unique mom voices from across the country and in different stages of motherhood to bring you tips, ideas, and encouragement, and to help you feel a little less alone. We all know that motherhood is a lot easier when real moms share honest truths and remind each other that it's all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis here with Sarah Powers. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Megan. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. We're really excited about this one because we are coming into your ears today to talk about perhaps the fluffiest topic we've had in a while. We just want to know, are we basic? Um, Are you basic? Like what is basic anyway? I I think that's something that just came on our radar, like as a society in the last 10 years or something, Mm -hmm. this idea of being basic before that, I think it was just called liking things that everybody else likes, but, um, But we sometimes talk a little bit, I don't know, self-deprecatingly about our own basicness. And then there's other ways that I think we're just really not as basic as we like to think we are. And probably ways like, I don't know, basic doesn't even exist the way that we think it does. I mean, I'm fascinated by this because I we're going to get into it, but I really think in in my 40s. I'm having a real shift away from the trend aversion that I've had almost my whole life. And, um, I think I, I, for a long time had a chip on my shoulder about not wanting to like things that were quote unquote basic or trendy or that were super mainstream, but like at what cost? Does that mean that I was then like not liking things that are actually really enjoyable, whether it be like a pumpkin spice latte or a certain style or a certain home decor thing just because it seemed like everyone else liked it. So I feel like I've actually, I know it's a fluffy topic, but I feel like I've had deep thoughts about it in as like I've been in my forties and almost I'm leaning into the idea of like, yeah, just like what you like. Is it basic? Is it super on trend and mainstream? Or are you a total original? Like maybe it doesn't matter if we just like what we like. Well. Totally. And I also think that we're all a little selective about what we think of as basic. So let's just pretend you are somebody who is at a core level, sort of trend diverse. Mm -hmm. You can be, you can apply that term basic very strategically. And, um, (laughs) I guess like at your own discretion. Right. And then kind of forget about it when the thing is something that you like, like, I don't, you know, we can, we can do it very conveniently to where it's like, I mean, I know that you have been trend diverse, but you've also happily driven a minivan for many years. That is true. That is true. Super basic (laughs) suburban mom in that regard. Um, should we define this? Cause I actually, in our outline, I was like, I think we maybe should define basic. And I, what, what it means to me is it's like, It's like the pejorative or the slightly deprecating or insulting way to say that someone is super into mainstream culture, but maybe a little clueless that that's what they're doing. I think when we're um, 
when we are when we're hard on people who are basic, whether it's joking or not, it's sort of that there's this like um, earnest enthusiasm for the most mainstream trends, but then also like a tone deafness that you're just doing what everyone else is doing. So you you kind of like think you just discovered the coolest new thing, but really it's the thing everyone likes. That's kind of how I think of it. Like Trader Joe's yeah. as an example, like, oh my gosh, you guys, I just got the greatest things from Trader Joe's. And there's like this collective eye roll of like, right, because that's like, you're so basic. And then that's as an example for me, that would be a kind of thing. I'm like, oh, I don't want to be that like total Trader Joe's lady. But then also I just kind of am, you know, so there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the lack of self-awareness that I think is what gets poked fun at. Like, uh, like thinking you discovered Trader Joe's and, but you know, this has been going on. So we didn't used to call it in the eighties or nineties, like being basic, but there was always a little bit of an eye roll at people who thought they discovered this or that, um, you know, new wave music or whatever it was in whatever, in whatever era. And I think that, I don't know, it's just, it's just another way that we categorize people and, um, and I think it's become in this day and age, very like we really like to give things labels because we're all creating content around this stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. So stuff that like 20 years ago, 30 years ago, wouldn't have had like a label attached. Now it's basic. And I think in this episode, we will definitely get into like different um, eras in our lives where do we consider ourselves someone who, you know, like you've already kind of um, hinted at being trend diverse. Does that go way back? Is that something that's kind of deeply ingrained or is it something that can change over time? Um, and I think too, like, what is the difference between being like, what's basic versus uncool? Like, like where does one leave off and one start? I think when I was, uh, in junior high and high school, I kind of wanted to be more basic Mm -hmm. because I wanted to be more like, Hmm, fit in with the crowd, normal, do the things, not like in an ironic or trendy or edgy way necessarily, but just like in a, Hey, I'm like part of the crowd. Right. And I found that kind of hard to nail down for myself. And so I kind of wanted to be more basic, I think in a way, I don't know. So, um, it'll be a fun topic. I did want to point out that there's another word that's been floating around for the last like 10 years, I think maybe, maybe a little bit less and it's norm core. So it's Are funny. you familiar with Normcore? Yeah. Did you write this in our outline? I see yeah, you put a link there. Okay. Because I almost did. I, I could show you my search history. I did the same thing this morning without us knowing. And then all I found was Normcore as a style aesthetic because I thought the same thing. I was like, okay, there's this other word that's been floating around. I had the same thought. And then I didn't end up putting it in our outline because it, I was like, okay, maybe it's just about fashion. And I feel like basic is... is- broader. It, well, it it is, but it's sort of like, looking at it's supposed link. to be the fashion that like is derived from the most basic, but like where you embrace being basic. And right. then it's like, you're so self-aware that you're basic, that you're actually take basic to like well, an edgier like a, yeah, level. Like a high fashion yeah. version yeah. of like, they have a picture of like Jerry Seinfeld as like yes. a 1990s dad, but then, then yeah. that's like become high fashion. Yeah. That's yeah, I, I was familiar with the term and I had the same line of thinking of thinking, I wonder if that would be interesting to discuss. And then I got sidetracked and you here you are. You brought it in. So I love it. We'll, yeah, we'll share this. It's, link. Um, it's almost like when something is so basic that it goes all the way around yes. till it comes back mm-hmm. to not basic anymore. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's <laughs> anyway. that, like it's like yeah. wearing something ironically and then not ironically. And it like that that full yes. circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah. And for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle. Whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. 
Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour50 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's from our O-U-R place dot com code mom hour. Okay, Sarah. So we both took a quiz that asked, like, I think literally I Googled quiz. How basic are you? Something like that. <laughs> and the first, the first one that came up was a Buzzfeed quiz and, and those Buzzfeed quizzes, you know, I feel like those were just the thing like seven years ago, mm-hmm. eight years ago. Um, and they still exist. And I'm sure people still take them. They've kind of fallen off my radar. What I thought was funny was that, well, first of all, we can talk about the scores we got in a minute because that really <laughs> cracked me up. But we were both utterly perplexed <laughs> by this quiz, which maybe just means we're like old. I think I'm not really old. sure. Yeah. Yes. But what it got me thinking is, you know, when you're using a word like basic, doesn't it kind of like it's kind of defined by who you are? What's your demographic? If I'm, you know, a 38 year old Midwestern mom, that's really different from being a 20 year old college student on the East Coast. I mean, there's those two groups of people are going to find very different things. Well, eye rolly or trendy or whatever the word is. And I would even argue that being in our forties now with older kids, I'm seeing like there could, I could write, we could write a totally different Buzzfeed quiz that would include things like yoga, travel planning, chickens, tea, (laughs) all the things we're into that we would make us such basic, like midlife ladies. Do you know what I mean? But those were not the things on this quiz. So we were, I was like, it would be four pictures and it would be like, which of these, which of these is a cool outfit. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, none. I I don't don't even know. know. And I would, which of these is in your closet. I'm like, literally none. None of these things are in my closet. (laughs) And I was always trying to read behind the lines of like, which is the one they think that they want me to choose or that they think the most basic person would choose. And I couldn't even crack the code. I was like, honestly, I have no idea. So when I took the quiz, I answered honestly when I could. Yeah, me too. And then when I didn't know, I just thought, okay, this looks kind of basic. I'll just pick this and see what happened. And I got 100%. You thought it was broken. I am 100%. I honestly was like, nope, can't be right. So then I said, Sarah, you have to take this quiz because I have a feeling, wouldn't that be funny if everybody gets the same result? Like you're 100% basic because- I thought what would be really funny is if all of the things on it yes. were considered kind rigged. of basic things and it was rigged, but, but then I got 15% basic with like, you're, because with, you're so edgy, I'm not edgy at all. Um, you're and like a, a little, hipster, Sarah. little descriptor about how I marched to the beat of my own drum. And it was just funny. Uh-huh. I don't think it was accurate for either of us. I think we broke, we broke Buzzfeed. We broke BuzzFeed. Well, well, we'll link that in the show notes because, yeah. I mean, we were very puzzled by it. It was just so many photos. I was like, where's the words? I just want to click like, I want a multiple choice word that I can choose A, B, C, or D. I want to make one. Let's yeah. make one. I'm just going to say yes. it here on the pod. Maybe I want, I'll make one on Instagram 
where people can, and it'll just be like our midlife. And I know a lot of our listeners are younger than we are, but I'm going to do it for our demographic of like, you know, which of these hobbies interests you embroidery, right? chicken tending, you know, yes. th- those things. Yeah. All the things, all the things. Well, I, I guess this leads me to ask, and you kind of alluded to this earlier, Sarah, um, whether we were, whether we've always been the way we are or whether it's changed over time. And I'm thinking, you know, is that aversion to, or on the flip side, like being drawn to or enthusiastic for whatever's popular or mainstream, is that something that's been with us forever or um, something we develop? And I mean, for me, I kind of said like, I'm not even sure how to describe what I was in, let's just say junior high, high school, college. I definitely was not ironically cool, like in any way. Right. Um, I don't think I knew how to be <laughs> honestly, sure. but I also wasn't really like mainstream. Like I never felt like I could quite get my finger on the pulse of what everybody else was really into. Like what would have made me just seamlessly fit in. So I wasn't either of those things. I really liked what I liked. Um, I would often just like, so for example, in the early nineties, I was listening unironically to 80s music. Well, that's really cool now, but it wasn't then. It wasn't cool to listen to 80s music in 1993 because right. it had just ended. Yeah. Like that made me a dork. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, and I don't even mean like cool 80s music. I mean, like unironically, I would love to listen. I can't even tell you any examples like right Rod now. If you Stewart, looked at my like, playlists, yeah. uh, probably even less cool than that. I, you know, I'm talking like, um, Donny Osmond mm-hmm. kind of eighties music. Okay. So like, or like I got really into nineties country because I hated grunge so much because I thought it was really depressing. I was well, like, this music like is you so actually had your depressing. own aesthetic then, which is kind of the opposite of basic. If I may, if my, I may oh. interject, like it okay. really sounds like you, you actually did have a sensibility and you're talking about music. And maybe, I mean, these things are very different. Music would have been different than like fashion or other trends yeah. for you. But I, I think you probably really knew what you liked and just liked it, which is, I think, like the antithesis of oh. basic. Well, okay. I'll take that. I will say it wasn't until college that I realized this about myself. But if I thought people were trying really hard to be different or edgy. Mm -hmm. I, I had like a real aversion to that because it felt to me a little dishonest at times and a little, yeah, it felt to me like trying to rain on other people's parades so that, and I didn't, I had no awareness at that time of like hipster culture, ironically liking things. I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't really know what that was. I just knew that I didn't like when people crapped on other people's likes and dislikes because I wanted to like what I liked and what I liked just wasn't cool. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And Uh, over time, I guess I've gone through phases where that's changed, but like, I think I'm still kind of basically that way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Basically. Uh, I would agree with that about you. Um, so I think in high school, I was a little, I really was a little genuinely different from a lot of people. I was a little more artistic, a little bit more. Um, I really aspired to this like academic intellectual, even as a teenager, I wanted to be like a writer in a garret somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I was um, immersed in like nineties grunge and surf culture. So I just like truly didn't fit in, but not in a way that I was like sad about. I think it made me lean into things like wanting to study Shakespeare and be a dancer. And, and yet I wasn't edgy enough for the true artist people either. So I really think actually in high school, I kind of like was what I was. Now I will say like, I, I so romanticized that idea of like basic traditional, um, Ivy covered wall academia that when I got to college, I actually think I was very basic and like really leaned into like crunchy leaves and studying in the library under a little lamp. Like I wanted to be in one of those nineties movies about being at college. And, and so I, I think I was more basic. I went to tailgates and like, I don't know, like played in the snow. I I felt like I was living in a movie about college and was very basic in college. So I'm going to say not, not really at all in high school and absolutely yes in college. Well, I'm glad that you brought up the, influence of like those movies and things like that. Because one of the questions that I put into this outline for us to just kind of discuss was if we went back in time 
to like the fifties or seventies or nineties, like any, just pick a random odd decade, right? How would we even define basic? And if you looked at any group of people, even the most avant-garde of those people would be clearly influenced by either trends or just what was available to them. Oh, sure. They wouldn't be able to help it. So kind of literally everybody is a little bit basic. It's kind of, you can't really go around uninfluenced by any trends ever. And um, just, I mean, I guess maybe if you're Amish, but like if you're walking around wearing clothes you bought in the past five years at any commercially available, you know, at any kind of a retail establishment, right? then you're kind of going to look like you belong to this decade, this era. Yeah. So what brings you, so it's, it's not just fashion though. It's also like, yeah, you were influenced by crunchy leaves. I, whenever I watch a movie from like the late eighties, early nineties, I realized how influenced I was by the way kitchens looked in those movies. Mm. They really had a very specific look. It was like, um, if you took like the tacky, if you, if you took the country Victorian, like there was a couple different things happening in like the eighties and nineties in kitchens. And it was like, like the French look or like the cottage look Mm -hmm. or like that Victorian look or the country look, but you took all the tackiness out because they had a great budget. Yeah. That's like, to me, what those are the kitchens I grew up looking at. And when I think about like how I would design a kitchen, they kind of look like that. It's kind of funny how, you know, the actual, the way people's actual kitchens looked was like a nightmare, (laughs) like a Kmart nightmare version of that. But the way they looked in the movies was how I wanted one day a kitchen that I lived in to look. And I remember lots of copper, like there's just things that I can remember that stuck with me. So we're all influenced by that, even if we don't know we are. And now we're just being influenced by so much more stuff all the time. Well, and I think like to dig in a little bit more on like, where do trends, how, how are trends even defined? I think usually what a group of people and often they're young people is doing is defining themselves as opposed to, or in reaction to something else. Like that's usually kind of where it comes from. So like in all the classic high school movies, there's going to be like the more mainstream sort of straight laced, whatever you want to call like thing that another group is uh, defining themselves in opposition to. And I looked up this, this definition of basic from yield Wikipedia. So super reliable. And it says basic is a slang term in American popular culture used pejoratively to describe people who are perceived to prefer mainstream product products, trends, and music, which is a whole lot of nothing to say that like, it's basically us we all insulting us. <laughs> each other. Like it's basically people putting other people down for following a trend, but like we're all following trends. It's just which, which ones and what are we influenced by? Yeah. And, and I guess, I mean, there's now, this is a different time than 20 years ago where we were influenced by a a smaller number of things or like less accessible. So I'm thinking even going back further, even back to when I was in high school, I would have had to work pretty hard to listen to, let's say alternative music. It wasn't on the radio dial Mm -hmm. in my town. Um, and the closest record shop or like CD store, I guess they were CDs was almost an hour, like 45 minutes away. There was a, um, Best Buy that I could go and like walk around. And I I remember doing that. I probably went a couple times a month, but I didn't have any exposure to that music. So I would go to Best Buy and just wander around and have no idea what I was looking at. I didn't have exposure to a counterculture or even like even an alternative culture at all. So I kind of had what was in front of me. Now we have a million micro niches in Mm -hmm. every, like you can get into, if you want to just get into pumpkin spice latte and do (laughs) drink nothing but pumpkin spice lattes, you could probably have that be a thing where you have like 17 different brands that you rely on. But so does that mean like, is there even such a thing anymore as mainstream or basic? Well, I do think there is it all. I I mean, I do. I still think there is because I think we're all victims of like a major marketing machine. And I think that's what happens is someone discovers, let's say not even pumpkin spice latte because we're aging ourselves. Let's say the coffee (laughs) that you put bullet coffee. That's the one you put butter in. Right. I think. Yeah. And yeah, the 
keto people were into. Like, so something that a, a, a small group of people are passionate about or like, what's a thing in tea? Is there like someone drinking like hot chilies in their tea or something right now? Something I don't that think feels... we've gotten there okay. yet, but yeah, like but there's, there's something that's like, that's new and different matcha or a thing. And it starts yeah. as a bubble tea. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It starts as something that's sort of like a smaller group of devoted people are into for some reason, but we live in this time where that can be engineered to seem like it's everywhere very quickly. So I actually think, I think there's totally still basic and mainstream. I just think probably trends fly faster. And like, to your point about growing up in a small town in the upper peninsula in the eighties, you just didn't have exposure where now everyone can have exposure to all the things. So I just wonder if we kind of cycle through our basicness, if it changes faster. Um, and that honestly is, it, it makes it a little hard to like put yourself in a vacuum where you are like, wait, what do I really like? Am I reacting to this? Am I eye roll reacting to this? Cause like, Oh my God, now I have to put butter in my coffee. Like what, what is even happening? There's that reaction, which I fully have. And like, I am guilty of that. Like, why are we all talking about cold immersion or, or CrossFit? Like, so there's that reaction, but then there's also the reaction of like, Oh my gosh, like all these people's living rooms are so cute with um, whatever this home decor style is. And so getting like sucked in and it, I, I think it's actually really hard even for those of us who've been on the planet for 40 plus years to be like, wait, but do I like it? Do I actually like it? Mm -hmm. And then if I like it, do I feel somewhat self-conscious about just liking it, even though it doesn't fit with anything else in my life that I like? I, this is like back to the kind of midlife realization I have is like, am I willing to stick my neck out and be like, oh yeah, this is the music that I listen to, or this is the kind of books that I like. And it doesn't fit with what you might think of me. And that's okay. You know, I, I was just thinking when you were talking about joking about chickens and embroidery and things like that, I think part of the reason I'm so unselfconscious about those kinds of ways of being basic is because I'm kind of new to it. Like, I, yeah, I don't, uh-huh. you don't realize you've walked right into <laughs> right. a caricature right? Uh, until you look around long enough and uh-huh. go, oh, wait, uh-huh. like, I'm just like, wow, I love chickens and yoga. They're great. I don't, I haven't been part of this like 40 something midlife yeah. mom set long enough yet to have that self-awareness. But that's actually lovely because I like that I'm just in it. I just whatever I like. I like what I like. And um, and I feel like I wish we could all be that way all the time. I feel like that's a very fresh feeling thing to me. It feels it is childish in a way. And I like it. I like it, too. And it, it's actually it's what I'm aspiring to in a way, because I think it's the, it's much easier to rain on. I was going to use a four letter word, but you know what I mean? It's much easier to, yeah, to, (laughs) um, yuck on someone's earnest enthusiasm for something that they truly love. And we're really quick to do that even as adults and adult women. So, um, I loved, I sent you this little Instagram meme of Gretchen Rubens where she says, enthusiasm is a form of social courage Um, And I'll just read the caption real quick. She said, it's often safer to criticize and scoff than to praise and embrace. It can seem cooler and smarter to be ironic, detached, or critical. Enthusiasm is more fun, however. Enthusiasm is generous, positive, energetic, and social. It's outward turning and engaged. It's brave, unselfconscious, warmhearted, and kind of of goofy. And that's what what you just said, Megan, and what I really am more aspiring to do and realizing that I have spent a lot of my adult life in that low level eye roll about things that seem super trendy, a flash in the pan that everyone's doing it instead of just like letting other people like what they like and also giving myself permission to just like what I like, even when it's basic or even when it's not, it goes both ways, right? Because you want to give yourself permission to like the things that are truly weird and wacky that nobody else likes, but also give yourself permission to be super excited about all the pumpkin flavored things at Trader Joe's because it's fun. And I did that this year. I leaned in. I love it. Well, and I, I love that you um, found that quote from Gretchen Rubin too, because I think at different times of my life, I have looked around and thought, it seems like people, like it's not even cool to be enthusiastic about anything. 
Right. Even if exactly. it's something that's not mainstream. It's exactly. Like, and that's a bummer Sad. for someone like me. I really like to be enthusiastic and I don't like to overthink things. And that's not to say I get on board every trend. I think some trends are kind of dumb and, and I can, I'm totally willing to be inconsistent there because mm-hmm. yeah, we can be selective about what we like, but to not like something just because other people like it, it's, it's just a kind of, I don't know. It's such a self-limiting snobbery. It really Agreed. hurts only us. So Agreed. And I'm very yeah. guilty of it in the past, even if it's just in my head. So I liked that idea of social courage. Like it's much more, it's much braver to be genuinely excited about whatever lights you up. And it's much less brave, much less courageous to be the opposite. So I liked that. Yeah. We talked a little bit before we started recording Sarah a couple of days ago about like that gut check that maybe we've done in the past. And I, I think I do it sometimes and sometimes I don't, um, where it's like, Ooh, I really liked that movie. I should look and see if other people liked that movie. <laughs> and I guess when I've done that and I, I will often, if I come out of a movie and I really thought it was amazing or thought it was terrible, I'll do in either direction. I'll Google, not because I want to be cool, but because I'm thinking, okay, so this movie is in the movie theater. Um, what, what are other people thinking? Yeah. Is it like, am I on the same page with these other people or some, did something about the bad reviews it got for some reason I loved it anyway. I really like to kind of just see where other people are coming mm-hmm. from, but I don't think I've taken it to the step of then feeling like my opinion's wrong or like I should hide it. I right. don't think, and maybe right. I'm wrong about that. I'm curious well, how that's worked out for you. Yeah. I, I mean, I just, <laughs> so I, I, here's one example that just happened. Um, Brian and I were talking about the show Yellowstone and we watched a couple episodes of Yellowstone with my parents when it first came out and I fully, they, my parents really liked it. And my parents have pretty different TV show tastes than Brian and I, and I kind of like gave it a half consideration and I was like, I think this is not going to be for us. Like, I don't know what I thought about it, but over the last couple of years, more and more people that I really know and respect their, um, like highfalutin. TV, like prestige TV ideals have come around on Yellowstone. And then I found myself last night being like, we should watch Yellowstone. So that's just (laughs) an example of me, like, um, you know, raining on someone's enthusiasm because of what I thought was like, I don't think this is going to be that cool. And then now thinking, oh, cool. People think this is cool. Now you're second guessing you want to go back. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I actually did watch four episodes of Yellowstone with my brother and Jenna. Um, and I, I enjoyed them. A lot. But then Eric wanted to watch it and he wanted to go back and watch all four, like those four episodes again with me. And I was like, you know, would I like it again? Right. If I were to sit through it, I don't know, maybe, but that's not your point. The point is like people are allowed to like it. And sometimes you just got to be in the right mood for something or the right place in your life or looking for the right kind of entertainment. Yes. So. We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest. I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day, and it could seriously use a refresh. But you know what's good to go? My shoes. I've got a great selection to choose from thanks to the Vionic Vitals collection. And lately, the pair I keep putting on again and again is the Uptown Loafer. I have two pairs, one in sand suede and the other in camel leather. But please don't make me pick a favorite. Oh, I won't. I'll let you keep both. That's so funny, Megan, because I was a little jealous of your Uptown loafers. I was the last one on our team to get a pair, but I just did. I also got mine in the sand suede, and I think I've worn them like four times this week. They really finish off a cute spring outfit. The Vionic Vitals collection has the best essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for spring. And no matter what shoes you choose, you'll be on the go in comfort because every single pair of Vionic shoes delivers their trademark Viomotion technology for a difference you can feel. Vionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning, and every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Vionic Shoes. Wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? 
Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves, so they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's chewable kids' vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Okay, Sarah. So we're just going to talk about some basic things that we love, that we don't love, um, maybe that we could come to love. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, but by the time we get around to liking them, they'll be way out, right? So you go first. What are some basic things, so-called basic things you genuinely love? Right. And I'm going to use basic as like mostly for my season of life. So like a mom of multiple kids. Right. Exactly. So basic for me, um, Trader Joe's, I am unapologetically love it. will defend it. And more recently have been doing the Gretchen Rubin embrace my enthusiasm rather than feel kind of like dorky or sheepish about it. Um, I will do things like pick up something new or interesting for a friend or for my parents. Like, yeah, love Trader Joe's coffee, super obvious, basic, but I truly love and enjoy and cling to my coffee rituals and, you know, the way it tastes and how I make it and what mug. And that's like super mom basic Instagram. I'm like right now, Instagram and I are in a good place and (laughs) I... We're, we're You're on, not frenemies. You're no, actually friends. We're on good yeah. terms right now. And I just feel like that's, I am the target market and a lot of, well, no, they wish they could have the young people, but who they have is the 40 year old moms. And I am one of them. Right. Um, you mentioned the minivan. I, I guess like, I don't know if I truly love it, but I certainly don't have any, make any apologies about it. And it serves me well. And it, it adds to the like basic Sarah, um, caricature outline. Um, and then there's like a certain type of fashion that I am easily influenced. I I'm calling it like boho casual fashion, but I don't really know what to call it. I am, um, enthusiastically on board with a lot of, I don't know, distressed denim and some layered necklaces and maybe a hat and some cool earrings. I don't exactly know what to call that, but I'm unapologetically influenceable, influenceable with a certain kind of like boho casual fashion. So that's what came up for me. How about you? I thought I watched a really funny reel the other day where someone was making fun of the hat and yeah. I wish I could find it again. You'll probably, it'll, it'll cross yes, your feet. It, because sure. it, it wasn't it someone who like wants to go out in a hat, but they look weird in a hat, which is no, was it that it one? Was someone There's, just, mocking the oh. dumb hat. I can't even, it was so funny. I, when I find it again, I'll send it to you. I don't think it's something that we could probably, it, I think there was many cusses in it. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I'll start with the most basics of the basic. I, I love boots. Uh-huh. I mean, I love me a good walk in crunchy leaves with boots. Um, I like ankle boots. I like tall boots. I just love boots. Love it. I love brunch. Who doesn't love brunch and why has brunch become something that gets so like, What's the word? I'm just like mocked as a basic thing. It's just a great time of day to go out. And brunch food is amazing It is because it's whatever you want. Basically yeah. it's breakfast or lunch or whatever. Um, and I just love that that time of day, like I love that time of day for socializing uh-huh. to me, like a Saturday or a Sunday brunch with friends. I don't, I haven't done a Saturday or Sunday brunch with friends probably since pre-COVID, honestly, like yeah. a real one where it's yeah. like not just me and one other person, but me and, you yeah. know, a group that I don't ever see. But to me, wrenching. but yeah. that's when like a lot of times it would rent, it would wind up being kind of this weird group of people that you might not otherwise see because yeah. I, ju- I don't know. And like, I don't stay out late anymore. So there's just something about that time of day. Um, and then, you know, hand in hand with that goes mimosas. And I love mimosas. Yeah. I don't, I don't love mimosas all the time but I love them at a brunch. Yeah. Um, then let's talk about yoga. 
Because here's the funny thing, you know, you mentioned that yoga is one of those like 40 something lady basic things. And of course it's also for 20 and 30 year old basic women, but, and and everybody, basic men too. Uh, All the people are represented basically by yoga. I, I will kind of go a little bit defensively, but I was into it before it was basic, which is true. I think I took my first yoga class at 20, maybe. Here's what I will say though. Were it not for the fact that yoga became more and more mainstream, I don't know that it would have stayed on my radar enough Ah, that I would have continued to seek it out to the level that I did. So there is some, like we're all, things are becoming more and more trendy or Mm -hmm. more and more available or accessible. It's like on a, it it takes a while, right? There's like a little bit of a lapse. So you might be exposed to something and think it's amazing but maybe it was on like a trip you took to a big city and then you get home and they don't have it and you don't think about it anymore. But then seven years later, a shop pops up that has that thing. Now, did you get there before it became mainstream? Okay. Yes, you got there, but you didn't get all in. Right. And I have a lot of interests like that. Like a lot of the, I don't know, kind of like the natural living stuff I was into way before it was, I mean, being gluten, being gluten-free was cool in my circles. Like, long ago and yeah. those things like, but it wouldn't, I didn't need to eat that way. So it wouldn't have occurred to me to seek it out. And now it's just something where it's become, um, just accessible enough to enough people that it has the appearance of be, being kind of like mainstream or, um, or basic, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. And the gluten-free is a, a bad example because people eat that way for a reason. Right. Um, but you can't deny that it's a trend, you know, like right. you can't deny yeah. that it like many things. So I just feel like there's that element there too, right? That there's the things that we maybe would have genuinely loved anyway, but it doesn't hurt that now it's easier to get them. Yes. I would totally agree with that. Yeah. Okay. So let's now talk about basic things that we don't love. (laughs) And maybe we have secretly felt a little smug about it, even though not loving these particular basic things in no way means we are not basic. Right. So right. Exactly. It's like, it's a completely unearned smugness because right. there's something else that we totally are basic about. So, um, lattes, I don't like them, but I don't drink coffee. So I, you know, I might say, Oh, like I could be smug about it, but the fact is I don't drink Folgers either. Right. And, and that's not, you know, cool right. or mainstream or whatever. Right. Um, Pumpkin spice of any sort. I actually think that the scent, like the fake pumpkin spice scent that is like in potpourri and candles and any kind of like that, like a pumpkin muffin. Yeah. Okay. I'd eat that. But like that pumpkin spice fragrance okay. makes me want to gag. Like the smell of it is to but me But you just are terrible. okay of the, the use of those pumpkins, that pumpkin spice mixture, which we know is like whatever, nutmeg, cloves, allspice, cinnamon, yeah. whatever. Like if I was making a pie, I would put that in the pie, yeah. but I, but pumpkin spice, like I have not had a pleasant experience with, okay. And maybe pumpkin spice is the wrong, just like if I picked up a candle and it said pumpkin spice on it, yeah. I wouldn't even smell it Okay, because I just hard know pass. Okay, hard pass. I would hate it, but I can't be smug about that. I legitimately don't like it. Right. You know, it's not like, it doesn't make it better like than it, anyone. It doesn't make me better. <laughs> um, Here's what I think is interesting. I never liked granite and stainless steel appliances like that, com- that combination. I never, never liked it um, ever. Like from the first time I saw it, I didn't mm-hmm. like it, but I've had it because sometimes you just get what you get. And like, there's not that many great options uh, or haven't been. I think that's becoming different now. So that was something, you know, like 10 years ago when I was renovating a kitchen, I had to work really hard not to have granite countertops, but I still wound up with stainless steel appliances because I couldn't find, um, any that weren't. Then it later I had like really nice white appliances, but it's like white wasn't quite there yet. And so that was a little weird. Cause people are like, white, why did you choose white? And I was like, cause I can't stand stainless. I don't know why. I mean, I've had stainless many times. Right. Fine. It's just right. not, I just don't love it. I don't like the way it fingerprints and I don't yeah. like that. It's not magnetic. And I didn't like the look. I didn't like the way that, um, shiny, mm-hmm. I know oh, it was too much shine yeah. and too hard, exactly too many hard like services. a commercial kitchen. Yeah. I can see yeah. that. Yeah. 
But um, now, well, let me just say quickly, I do like stainless steel counters in a commercial kitchen. So when I've seen a truly commercial kitchen where like everything is stainless, I like that. I just wouldn't want it in my house. But I kind of think that's a cool look. I think I was really reacting to the sameness, like everybody Uh having that same kitchen. But here's the thing. Like when I actually then started to try to plan a kitchen, I found that there's a reason everyone has the same stuff. It's because that's what you can get. Yeah. And that's what's out there. And so anyway, I guess I'm just bringing myself back around saying I never liked them, but then wound up with them and understood how people like over and over and over, I kept winding up with either granite or stainless or both. And then I understood how that happened. And I guess it just made me a little less fussy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, This is so fun. I love it. And, and I think the, the through line is like, we, there is a weird smugness and then you're like, but hold on. I'm not actually smug. This is just the way I feel. But I I think both you and I share that thing of like somewhere in our way back, we got it in our minds that we didn't want to just be like everybody else. And so sometimes we are, and sometimes we're not, and there's no, like, we're not any better or worse for it. We're just sometimes like everybody else. And sometimes we're not. So, um, Okay, just a few super basic midlife lady things that don't do it for me. Um, mimosas, since you mentioned that they do, mm. I do not enjoy a mimosa. I don't like champagne. I don't like the way it makes me feel. I would just turn down a mimosa most likely. Um, wow. And margaritas. So there's two <laughs> like wow. get together with your girlfriends and have a drink drinks that I don't like. So I'll be the one ordering a Bloody Mary at brunch or anything except a margarita, like for happy hour. Um, I, also- I just quickly have to say really quick when I was in the date online dating world. So the last time I was in that was like three years ago. Um, every like third guy would make some comment about liking tacos. So I guess like liking That's tacos. Basic must- food. Yeah. But it was, it would make me laugh. Cause I was like, do you dudes realize like every other dude says he also <laughs> likes tacos. It does not make you in any way special. And then I thought, well, who doesn't like tacos? Right, I mean, exactly. I like tacos, but it doesn't make me stand out in any way. So, I mean, I kind of feel like that's margaritas and mimosas, yeah. right? You know, I, I like them, but I'm not going to brag about it. Right, it's not right. like, it's not my personality. Yeah, It's more, maybe more of note that, that I don't like them that you do. Cause it's like just such a given. Yeah. Right. Um, well, here's one. You might think that a basic lady like me would love book clubs and popular books and talking about books. And I have not been able to like any of those things. Now, I will say that talk to me in 10 years and I could totally see 52 year old Sarah in a book club. I'm not I'm, it's not a never going to like do it, anything like that. But I have not ever. And I feel like that is another very like basic thing to get together with your book club and talk about the books. And we've talked about books a lot on this show, so I don't need to go into that, but I don't tend to like, um, the books that other basic ladies like me, like, I just have my own weird taste when it comes to books and similar with movies. I'm not a big rom-com. Like I I just don't lean into like a cozy holiday rom-com the way I think a lot of people of my ilk do. And it's not because I think I'm better or cooler. I just, it's just not for me. For me, both of those things, I will love a rom-com or a book that's popular or whatever, but it's like, I have to want it on my own time. Yeah. In my own time. And I cannot, I can't force myself to read a book. I don't want to read. That's why I don't do book clubs. Yeah. So (laughs) yeah, just, but yeah, but we could, you know, in 10 years, who knows, maybe when like a world opens up, and we have like more time in our hands as our kids get older. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I actually watching really, rom-coms all day. Hallmark, rom-coms, all mimosas day. and book clubs. <laughs> and we'll put it on a t-shirt that says those words, which also is an, a basic thing that I don't like is t-shirts with words. Okay. The last one I'll say, and this is a little bit of an up and down journey, but when I was a kid and a preteen, I loved like the stationary aisle at a Hallmark store or the drugstore. Like I, you could give me all the notebooks, pens, journals, diaries, planners, calendars. I mean, when I was really little, I like to Gretchen Rubin's point, I enthusiastically, courageously just loved all paper planning products and pens and highlighters. It was like to a seriously nerdy degree. And then I think something happened and I got sort of self-conscious about it later high school, college. And I was kind of like a, just plain, give me a plain notebook and a ballpoint pen 
no fuss. And then we came into the digital age and I really did kind of have a weird trend aversion thing to that whole love that had been like such a, like a thing that I loved as a kid. And now I am coming back around and we just did in our Instagram subscriber community last month, we did our special episode showing our planners and our pens and our journals and our notebooks. And I feel like I am now I have come full circle and I'm like, no, I freaking love that stuff. I love it. I want to spend money on it. I want to color coordinate my pens and color code things. So it's just funny that I've had a full circle with all that stuff. Yeah. And I was going to say, like, I think sometimes when you embrace, like in order to embrace something new, like you went all in on digital, yeah. you almost have to divorce yourself yeah. a little bit from the old way for a while. And then you can figure out a way to make them you know, to make them mesh together. All right, Sarah. Well, before we wrap up, we are going to do, (laughs) I'm laughing because I wrote lightning round in this outline, but let's just talk about historically our inability to do a lightning round. Um, we're terrible at it. So we will talking about this. Was it with Joanna on our contributor team in Dallas? I don't know. I think I don't know. It's like every lightning round for us is more like a slow moving fire. <laughs> like a prairie fire. It's like thunder. We had this conversation with us. <laughs> rolling thunder. Rolling thunder. Um, I do have hopes that someday, like maybe one of the contributors or somebody will force us where it's not us because we are each other's problem. But if someone else was like, okay, Megan and Sarah, <laughs> lightning and then they had like a buzzer and we had to keep it short, I think we could do it. But probably today's not that day. Probably not, but we'll keep it as quick as we can. I am just gonna name some stuff and Again, we're, these are things that are our age and demographic. Yeah. They could be completely over or not even on the radar for a younger person or a diff- different demographic, but I'm just going to name off some things that would be considered basic for us. And we're just going to quickly, as quickly as possible, kind of give our opinion. So are you ready, Sarah? I am. Deep breath. Cause you're, you're going to go so fast. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> you guys are going to not even know this happened. This is going to be yep. so fast. <laughs> okay. Starbucks. Meh. Is that lightning enough? Uh, yes. Yeah. I don't well, ever seek out Starbucks. I think it serves a good purpose and I will rely on it for coffee and food when necessary. But I it irks me more than I love it and I don't seek it out. Okay. I am also meh. I don't drink coffee, so that's not surprising. And they do have tea and that's nice. But like I have some issues with the way they brew their tea and I don't ever like the food options. It's like they have, it's kind of misleading. It looks like they have all these great healthy options, but really this, it's like not as much as a bakery would have. I'd rather no. just go to well, a, the baked goods are know. bad, but I, I like, I do like like the egg bites and some of the sandwiches. Yeah, the egg bites are good. I will say on our road trip, Starbucks is great on road trips. The bathrooms are clean. You can get ice water and water refills. The food is good. The, the, some of the food is good. But that's like the time when I appreciate it most is if I'm in an unfamiliar place on a road trip. But otherwise, meh. Okay. Uh, that took about four minutes. No, it didn't. Actually, it was pretty fast. Probably about two and a half. Okay. Top knots. And I'm just going to throw messy buns in there. I'm pro messy bun. I have a hard time making it look the way that the trendy people do. But I'll never not throw my hair up in a messy bun. So I'll say, yeah, sure. I say, yeah, sure to those as well. Yeah. Um. Crunchy leaves. I feel very basic. I mean, yes, all the leaves because we don't get a lot of them. And when we do, I feel very, I have like little heart emoji eyeballs. So yes, all the crunchy leaves. I am also 100% in on crunchy leaves when I'm walking through them on a sidewalk. Currently, I'm looking out at my enormous yard that is absolutely covered with them. And it's going to start snowing in a few days here. And I'm feeling a little less enthusiastic because they will turn into slime. But uh, still pretty pro. Okay. Well, you didn't put Mom. slimy leaves on this list. So you don't. <laughs> That's right. I love them when they're crunchy. I don't love them when they're sodden. Okay. Um, mom jeans. I mean, can you elaborate on, on, so I, I can be reacting yeah, like to high waisted, right like, you know, the, the ones that girls like right, that 10 the years young younger girls than us are, are wearing. wearing. I'm going to say, well, they're not that young, but they're younger than us. Um, I'm going to say it, it depends. Because I am very trend, I like trendy jeans. So I probably would like them if you showed me the ones that were styled like for a certain, I don't know, like 
I guess there's there's a certain style that I'd be like, ew, no, but I'm not going to say no to mom jeans. Okay. I would say that if you took my 18-year-old body and put mom jeans on them, I'd be like, yeah, great. That's what I was doing in 1994 anyway. Right. Um, I don't think they look amazing on actual moms with mom tummies. Yeah. Um, so the fact that they're called mom jeans to me almost feels kind we of like an insult. Away. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But not, not all moms have the same figures. I just don't think they would work very well for me. Yeah. They, they do some things that aren't flattering. Um, okay. Taking pictures of your food at a restaurant. This is part of that journey I've been describing of like trying to get over myself of, I for a while never wanted to do it because I felt really self-conscious. Like I would be one of those people, but then Recently, I've been like, yeah, but I really want to take a picture of this or I want to share this restaurant or I want to remember this. So I am pro now. And I would say that for a while I was very pro, but I've actually almost become more self-conscious now looking around going like, does anyone do this anymore? Oh, that's so funny. Oh, that's so interesting. Is it, you know, like, is it, have I gone past it where it's not even basic anymore? Now it's just old. I don't know. I I don't feel like I see people with their cameras out as much snapping pics of their food. So we're both hyper aware of what the accepted norms are around this. I I really don't like bad public etiquette. And I, I'm very self-conscious about making other, like, I don't know, being obnoxious, like in a public place. So, um, I'm not sure I'm undecided on that one. Okay. How about, how about this? And I'm going to give a little explanation of this one. Memes that say normalize blank, which I know you know what I'm talking about. Or I guess I would say any memes where it's like a way of complaining or gosh, like how do I even describe this? Like using some canned sort of. Right. Like that moment when or POV, like we're all all the same. Yeah. I mean, as a consumer, I'm pretty basic in this area. I get a big kick out of people who can like spotlight the humor in everyday situations. And when I was a new mom, I really like survived on, you know, coffee, snarky texts. And at the time, what was Twitter, right? Or like funny mom bloggers. I I think that part of me always will appreciate a funny meme trend as a consumer. I am not likely to create in that way. And I feel like we've talked about this before. Like it feels sort of derivative if I ever try to do it. And I feel super self-conscious if I try to like join in that conversation. So that was not lightning round at all. How about you? Well, mine will be even less lightning round. Okay. Don't like it. This is an interesting one because I actually have a stress response to these, especially okay. if they're in negative in any way, they feel, um, like a challenge to me. Like someone is getting up in my face and telling me what I can do. And I find oh. them, they make, they give me like, I can't even describe it exactly what it does to me, but it like raises my shoulders and makes my, um, can you give me an example like, of one or is that going to like make somebody feel bad? I, I couldn't give you an example of one, but I'm, I'm just going to use the one that I actually put down. So it would be like normalize blank. Okay. First of all, when I look at that half the time, I'm like, but that's already normal. Why do I have to normalize it? Then the next thing I think is, are you tell like, are you yelling at me and telling me I have to do something? What, what's my responsibility here? And then my third response is like, why do you sound so angry? Are you angry at me? Did I mess up and do something that didn't normalize this thing for you? I feel when they, when they're directive like that, I feel, or I feel targeted and called out, even though it has nothing to do with me. And also half the time I want to argue with that person and say, but that thing's already normal or whatever the thing is, or, or like it could be a totally different trope. And I'm like, Okay, but I di- I just simply disagree, ma'am. I simply disagree with you. Where can I find the, the person who created the this? manager? And I recognize that that is not a normal or like helpful response. It's nothing to do with me. Um, but that is my honest reaction. I I don't like to consume them, and I would never create one. Um, would you? I, have you seen the ones lately that are like, "Welcome to this corner of Instagram, where our yeah. floors are messy." Is I don't that, like that. So you don't like that either. Okay. 
So it's it's all the same. I just want to make sure I'm understanding kind because of because it makes the larger me, it, that makes me feel like like you weren't being sensitive. Maybe like no no no. Those ones are those ones just make me irritated <laughs> because I feel like they're making commentary like negative commentary about other people on Instagram who are in a different corner. Yes, like I it feels divisive, are. and I don't like that. Okay, I don't like that either. So I realized that I realized that probably 85% of the people listening to this right now are like, what is she talking about? I make those all the time or I participate in that all the time. And I fully acknowledge that my reaction is not, is not normal, but there it is. No, that's, I have other things like that. This is not one of them. So I am one of the people being like, oh, interesting. But I have other things like that, that are really activating for me that is is normal for other people. So all good. Well, normalize being uncomfortable with memes that say normalize things that are already normal. All right. Next. Okay. Now we're getting back into the actual lightning round. Twinkle lights. I put this one. I added this to your list because it does. We're headed into the holidays and it feels very basic. And I think it's like crunchy leaves. Like, how can you not like twinkle lights? Yeah. That's how I'm like, I mean, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. Pro twinkle lights. Okay. I have a feeling I'm going to know how you feel about this one, but maybe not. Bloody Mary bars. Is that is that trendy? Like that's where like I don't I don't even I know. So is it like when you can go and like pick from a buffet of all the things you can put in your Bloody Mary? Like so this is of where bacon or this pizza is where, or olives. <laughs> I think this is where I'm like you with yoga of like, well, I liked this before it was a cool. I just like I just want a regular Bloody Mary. I don't care about a trendy Bloody Mary bar, but I would go because they'd probably have a good Bloody Mary mix. Sure. And I don't, and I don't mean like a Bloody Mary. I don't mean a bar that serves Bloody right. Marys. I mean, you go to a buffet, like a buffet or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And it fix your own. Yeah. yeah I've done, I've done that yeah. at a fancy brunch before, but I would be yeah. just as happy. I would not seek that out. I'd be just as happy okay. if like. It doesn't the, impress you much. No. In the words of Shania Twain. Yeah. Okay. Last one. This is what I threw at the end um, just a little while ago. Shiplap. I'm going to say no, that I have a kind of like yucky reaction to this. It reminds me, okay. I, I think I associate it with things that don't float my boat. What about you? <laughs> I, I think I would have really liked shiplap. Okay. So this is one of those things that I genuinely would have thought I liked until it proliferated that I was seeing it so yeah. much. Yeah. And then I was like, Oh no, wait, I don't like this. And now it's too late. <laughs> It's, well, it's not like I had anything to do with it. I couldn't have stopped it. It's not my responsibility, but it's like, I thought I liked it. And actually, oh, I don't know that I do. It's just, maybe it's just too everywhere now or something. I think that's it. I think I'm having an actual trend diverse, like that, that old knee jerk reaction. And, and yeah, I think associating it with a certain type of performative home makeover that makes me feel yucky inside. And honestly, if you love shiplap and that's how you're doing your home makeover, I love you person listening. I just, I'm having that, like that trend. The averse. old Sarah. Yes. The old mm-hmm. Sarah's popping up. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's the kind of thing that I guarantee you, I've probably been in several homes and buildings because it's, it's very prevalent now. It's like in commercial buildings and all kinds of places. I've probably seen it and thought, oh, that looks great. Yeah. But like, if you just asked me would you like to do a room in shiplap? I would probably say, no, no, I don't think so. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why can't really describe it. So Sarah, now we've um, alienated uh, 97% of our audience. (laughs) So let's wrap up. (laughs) Well, I would say that moms listening to a podcast is pretty basic. So if, if you've made it this far, I think we can Mom's safely... making a podcast might be the most basic thing. Except it's like the we next were level for basic. sure doing that before it was cool, though. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, no, this was really fun. And actually, I do think we I think we uh, displayed a good a full range of enthusiasm for on trend things, as well as just like our own authentic rejection of some trendy things. So I mean, yeah. the, the end is that we are humans who like and dislike certain things. And that's how it goes. That's just how it is. This yep. is super fun. Um, well, I want to remind everybody before we wrap that we have a new sponsor called Trumi Wireless. And if you are considering maybe getting a kiddo their first phone this holiday season, you should definitely check out Trumi. They are giving our listeners $75 off, which is a really great deal. 
Use code the mom hour at shop.trumi.com. That's T R O O M I.com. And the code is the mom hour for $75 off the purchase of any Trumi device. That's such a good deal. Let's check it out. Okay. And I also want to uh, mention that we are going to be taking this topic um, even further, if you can believe it, um, in our next subscriber only episode on Instagram. This is kind of a newer thing we're doing. Um, where we're talking more about basic stuff, but we're going to do like a show and tell. We're going to show some of the things that we love and that's going to be um, in our subscriber only community. Yeah. So that's been a fun addition to the podcast. Nothing's changing here in the podcast feed, but if you want even more of us and specifically where we can see each other and show each other products. So they lend themselves, these um, Instagram only episodes lend themselves really well to uh, these types of more than mom episodes where we're talking about stuff and products. So we will have a little, I guess, basic show and tell uh, special episode yeah. coming up this week on November 16th. So um, hop over to Instagram. If you don't know how to become a subscriber, we'll link it up in the show notes for this episode or head to our Instagram and just look for the subscribe button on our profile page. And the nice thing is you'll be able to talk back at us. So if we say anything that just yeah. really grinds your gears, you can comment. You can in real time join in the conversation. Um, there's also subscriber only group chats that we open up after those episodes and they're open for 24 hours where you all can chime in and share links and ask each other about products and stuff like that. It's really fun. So um, check that out. And then we're back on Tuesday as always, because that's what we do here. So we'll talk to you all on Tuesday. Talk to you then. Thanks for listening to The Mom Hour. Everything we talked about in today's episode is available at themomhour.com. And hey, while you're there, you can find more than 500 podcast episodes, plus articles, playlists, and resources about motherhood and parenting at every stage. And if you like today's episode, we'd love it if you would take a minute to share the show with another mom in your life. You can also find us on Instagram at The Mom Hour, chatting and interacting with listeners between episodes. Thanks for being here, friends. We'll talk to you soon. The Mom Hour is supported by partners like Erica. Erica is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug when they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. Erica was built by a dad of three boys who saw that teens themselves were really becoming self-aware to the risks of social media, and he wanted to help them self-regulate. Erica works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Megan, you know what I love about our partner, The Essential Calendar? I love the product so much, of course, but I also love that it comes from a small business founded by two moms. Right, just like us. Listeners, if you're drowning in details right now, like summer camps, travel plans, end of school year mayhem, give yourself the gift of the Essential Calendar, a seasonal at-a-glance poster-sized calendar for your wall. Get 10% off your order at theessentialcalendar.com slash themomhour. That's 10% off at theessentialcalendar.com slash themomhour.